Oregon Ramen is a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. It serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in Metro West. Everything's done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508 309-3416 or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well www.dorganramen.com Welcome back to another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am your co-host, Charcy Lux. And tonight we are talking about one issue of Hack Slash. There will be a couple episodes coming up that we're just covering a single issue, which is great. So it's nice to take a breather from the massive onslaught of story arcs um, that happened in Hack Slash. Uh, but we've got some single issue coverages coming up for the next couple episodes of the podcast. And tonight's issue is Hack Slash Volume 2, issue number 18. And the day that we're recording this is actually the week that Tim Seeley has another uh, horror uh, story out. He has a backup story in The Conjuring the Lover. The backup story he is doing is about the accordion monkey, which if you have seen The Conjuring in the Warren's little ectoplasmic containment unit room, um, there is an accordion monkey which is possessed. And this is the backstory of the accordion monkey. And it's also actually drawn by Kelly Jones, uh, best known for uh, several of his horror stories, such as Swamp Thing and Batman vs. Dracula, as well as being a prolific uh, 90s, 80s comic book artist who's still working today, obviously, for DC. He seems to be only a DC-related artist. But this is part of DC's Horror Line Presents. This is The Conjuring. I believe they're doing other books that are media-related comic book uh, tie-in stuff. So uh, Tim has a backup story in this, which was a lot of fun to find out. I was going to say, I can't wait to read that, because you know what? Anything that has to do with, like, toys and dolls, and especially, like, a toy monkey, oh, that's going to be super creepy, and I can't wait to read it. So it's about six pages long, actually. Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah, it's actually the same amount of pages as my uh, my first uh, comic book, Resurrection of Dracula, which is being currently remade now as Resurrection of Vlada, a prequel comic. Uh, with two extra pages oh, nice. added in uh, with my character doing a uh, bookend bumper to the main uh, story that you were sent a copy of when you uh, when you did the Kickstarter for Vlada. Very, very true, yeah. Yes. And uh, there could possibly be a connection to Vlada's upcoming Resurrection comic book and the cover artist for The Conjuring, The Lover. Oh? Oh, Besides the fact that Tim Seeley has already done a cover for me, there might be another cover artist that might be doing a cover for me, which is, like, insanely huge, especially if you've ever read uh, Demon Bear in the in the New Mutants or anything else he's ever done. No, but I have heard of it. Definitely. Well, Charcy has the plot synopsis now for issue 18 of Hackslash. All right, and this one is The Case of the Killer and the Questing, ki- uh, questing King. Script is by James Lauder. Art is Matt Murhoff. Colors is Carlos Bardilla. 
Letters by Crank, edits by Tim Seeley, published by Image, and published originally on October 3rd of 2012. This issue opens with Lisa and Chris getting an unexpected visit from the president of BMJ Enterprises, Brendan Maddox Joyce. He claims he was there to meet Kat because she was one of the best customers to his company. After he leaves, Lisa has her suspicions, so she calls Kat and tells her to watch her back and watch out for this guy. Meanwhile, back in South America, we get the small sneak peek that Sam is still alive and he's slowly making his way through the jungle. Kat is in Urbana, Illinois, when she realizes that the man who visited Chris and Lisa has finally caught up to her and Pooch. She leads the man into a trap that her and Pooch have laid out for him. Once he's captured, she questions Joyce to find out what he wants. Turns out he was there to try and save her from a slasher known as the Catalog Killer. He kills off the best customers to certain companies, and Joyce believes that Cat is on that list. Cat talks Joyce into bringing the fight to the slasher, so they go to the home of another potential target. Once in the house, the two split up. Cat goes to check out the basement, only to be attacked by the Catalog Killer and knocked out. When she wakes, she finds out that Joyce has been taken by the slasher. She kills uh, she calls Cassie and Vlad and asks them for help on her case. Cat manages to find out that the slasher took him to Chicago, so Cassie and Vlad head there to save Cat's new friend. Once there, Cassie and Vlad are surprised to find out that the slasher is a fake and it was all a trap set up by Joyce. Once they have him under their control, they ask him why he set this trap up. Turns out Joyce's son was in fact the original catalog killer, who was killed by Cassie and Vlad years ago. Joyce knew his son was a bad man, but he thought Cassie was the same as his son and vowed to stop her. Vlad and Cassie choose to prove him wrong. They take him on a slasher hunt, and he finally sees what they do and the people they save. In the end, Joyce decides to help them. He wants to protect them as much as possible, and he tries to hide their identities, because in time, the real monsters will try to find them. Uh, this is a very uh, nice, self-contained little story. I have um, cover A. Both covers are by Matt Murhoff, who is also the interior artist. This guy needs to do more hack slash because, first of all, that cover with Cassie and uh, Kat is too cute. Cassie looks, you know, hot as fuck, as always. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love this guy's style. This guy needs to do more hack slash. And I love that it just, it seems like an old 90s horror movie, like, kind of vibe. And it is. Like, it's fantastic art. And and we don't know anything issue. about 90s horror vibe and 80s horror and slashers no, whatsoever on anything we ever cover. Because <laughs> it's the only thing we ever talk about on this show. Besides our own individual, you know, projects. Your YouTube channel and my radio show. Um, Matt Murhoff apparently also works on uh, Mercy Sparks as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's where I remembered his name from. He has got a style to him about women's features that I absolutely love. He did the Mercy Sparks hack slash crossover. Um, but let me tell you, the way he draws tips are perfect. Tiffy, Tiffy, <laughs> whatever her name is from Final Fantasy, The Bride of Frankenstein, Mercy Sparks, he draws them in a way that makes them look real. Like, breasts are supposed to sag. You know what I mean? And no offense to anyone who has implants, 
but real tits versus like pornographic looking ones look a little bit uh look a lot better sometimes and he definitely seems to draw uh human anatomy in a way that looks realistic on proportions you know what i mean well even with the men as well it's just oh some of his facial expressions are just fantastic so yeah i can definitely agree with that i am done waxing politically about tits that's all you hear about it for now let's move on <laughs> so i only have the cover with with the uh, cat behind cassie holding cassie's arm do you have the other cover let me see in the omnibus because it would be in the back and it would be for issue 18 the only thing about this omnibus that i didn't like is that all the covers are not oh, in order like it's all the, the scooby-doo cover oh see that's cool okay yeah it's the scooby-doo cover with cat and um what's his face uh, pooch. uh well not just pooch but um sam hayne and they're running past a guy who shows up at chris and lisa's house let me see if I can find it. No. I, oh, there it is. It's the very last one. That's cool. Yeah, and it's got um, Joyce's face in a picture in the background. That's cool. I do like that. Yeah, that's very cool, but I do like his original cover. Um, Lisa, <laughs> I, I, the baby was born. I completely forgot about the baby, but we're, we're checking on the baby. Now, a lot of the toys that Chris is playing with look very similar to the uh, the 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 uh, the issue where the toys try to kill Cassie. Yes, um, when we were introduced to Mr. Uh, well, I shouldn't say Mr. because he was just a kid, Ashley. So <laughs> we take a quick break from uh, him spying on Lisa and Chris with his uh, BMJ spy goods wear. Which God, I I had a spy kit when I was a kid. Did you ever have a spy kit when you were a kid? Uh, I was going to say, we had the, the mock-off spy kit. I do remember those. That was fun. Uh, we take a quick break <laughs> to see uh, uh, a cheetah, a leopard, excuse me, a leopard, right? That's a leopard. Try to kill, oh, sorry, yep. to eat a dead Sam Hain, who we, of course, knew was still alive. And he's so strong, like Jason Voorhees, if you've ever read those Avatar Friday the 13th comics or America Press's um, Hatchet comics, uh, Victor Crowley or Jason Voorhees could just like punch their hand right through someone's body, ripping the, you know, the guts and everything out all over the place. And that's exactly what we're seeing Sam doing here, where it's like, oh, poor kitty. Uh, by the way, Matt's also has a beautiful rendition of Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, if you know who that is. Yes, I love Sheena. Yes, I uh, have a big thing for Sheena. I can't imagine why, Charcy. Why? No, why would a heterosexual straight male have a thing for Sheena, Queen of the Jungle? I, I don't know. I don't see the infatuation whatsoever. None whatsoever. <laughs> um, so Sam stabs and kills this thing and walks away. Who is the woman that Kat is meeting with um, that is annoying the hell out of her? <laughs> This is someone that her brother had suggested was a friend so that she could use the equipment. And as soon as she gets there, the woman tells her, well, I can't allow you to touch anything. She goes, I just brought you here for a tour. So I think that's supposed to be one of Kat's brother's uh, friends at the oh, university. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, cat and dog investigations. Very cute, despite me not being a big fan of his uh, assist her assistant. But uh, we're moving on, and of course he's hiding underneath the tarp, which is actually very adorable. And I have to give it credit where credits due, uh, even though he is a hideous looking terror dog. <laughs> uh, do you know whose teeth he reminds you me of? Uh, did you see a certain film that came out in theaters today, uh, this weekend, directed by James Gunn? 
No, but um, I know which one you're talking about. The uh, Suicide Squad. The so Suicide which, Squad. Which character looked like that? Um, uh, Bloodsport, played by Idris Elba. His mask, his costume, looks a little bit like, uh, you know, um, Pooch's face. Pooch's face. Yeah, definitely. Well, then that's exciting. When I, you know how much I love Pooch, so. <laughs> You know the deal. Successfully complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. You're my dream, you're my nightmare. Life is a place you don't fight for. Welcome to Task Force X. These are your brothers and sisters for the next few days. Run away from the pain, I don't care. Charcy, is there any particular reason why I would possibly be bringing up the Suicide Squad? Not just because of the way Pooch looks compared to Bloodsport, played by Idris Elba, but what book is Tim Seeley... Work, did Tim City work on that comes out on free comic book day the day after this episode gets posted which by the way we're posting this episode on what day Charcy what day do we post the episodes new episodes you're, you're doing it for Friday the 13th right yes <laughs> I actually don't um, I haven't read up on anything on free comic book day just because of everything that's been going on with work I haven't been able to keep up with anything great Tim Seeley has a Suicide Squad King Shark comic book coming out on free comic book day nice I was gonna say that's cool yes and King Shark is one of the main characters in the Suicide Squad movie and I'll eventually be able to watch that unfortunately I probably won't see it anytime soon but yeah I'll probably read this comic way before I see the movie actually <laughs> yeah apparently according to Tim's uh, Twitter uh, he said that they asked him to write it like gun suicide squad so nice nice i like that that's cool yes indeed um so uh the day after you're hearing this if you're hearing this on friday the 13th which is indicative of a slasher film series uh connected to you know us in certain kind of ways and all sorts of fun ways why hatchet victor crowley played by former jason star kane hodder we've covered hatchet here of course um, the day after this has been uh, posted online, Friday the 13th, is free comic book day. Go out to support your local uh, comic book stores. Uh, they will have tons of free comic books. This is the first actual free comic book day in over uh, in two years because last year it was spread out over the entire summer because of the pandemic, which is still ongoing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, things <laughs> just don't want to get better. Uh, but anyway, Tim Seeley has a King Shark Suicide Squad free comic book out from DC Comics this coming uh, Saturday. In the week after, or sorry, in two weeks, uh, Superman vs. Lobo number one comes out from DC Black Label, also written by Tim Seeley and drawn by his money shot artist. Nice. Yes. That so we have no Hackslash news. According to Tim Seeley, we don't have anything uh, new to talk about with Hackslash coming up, um, but we do have Tim Seeley news to talk about, of course. Yes. Cat captures this guy, and uh, he talks about the catalog killer, uh, who we have not seen this character before, have we? No. This is the first time we're hearing about it, but supposedly he's an older slasher that Cassie and Vlad have dealt with before. A story that has never been written, it seems. An untold tales of hack slash. We've got many of those. Definitely. Cassie and Vlad are hanging out in their... Uh, in their van, or their, sorry, their Hertz, uh, eating uh, junk food, and uh, Vlad wants to see if the guy happens to have the x-ray specs that he wants to see, the naked uh, ladies. Of course, uh, Cassie's like, you just gotta stare at the girls like any other per buddy. Sorry. 
You don't get the free ticket just to look and Google. <laughs> Apparently so. The spy, the super spy, goes into great detail about you know his backstory. I just got to point out something that's always very odd. When Cassie is just in like her mini skirt and just a bra, it's like could they draw her in fishnets or something? With the black bra just by itself has just always been so off-putting to me. You know, when she's got the black bra with something, like, you know, maybe on her arms or something like that, it just, it really looks like she just didn't get dressed. Well, you know, Cassie and Vlad always are in a hurry. I just got to draw the line somewhere on my own fascination with room, <laughs> so this is where I draw the line. Um, this horror scene that he comes upon, upon, uh, you know, going over his backstory is, is pretty intense. Like, you got this orderly uh, impaled through the guts up above two people in the bed who are ripped apart. Just unbelievable. Oh, yeah, the the case that Cassium Vlad took him on with uh, to save the nurses. But, my God, the, the art in that is so amazing. Yes. Um, and uh, Fugle, of course, is Google, of course. Hackslash ain't news mm-hmm. and updates. That was actually a thing at the time. And you can look up this Wikipedia page for Hackslash as well. Uh, Cassie and Vlad seem to have a connection to this whole story about, like, their fathers. You know, Vlad just dealt with, like, his family li- family's uh, lineage, lineage, which has, you know, seriously not been as great of a reunion as he had hoped for. No, and the only good part of his family, found out, was already passed on anyways. So, yeah, Cassie and Vlad kind of related with Cat with that one. The BMJ Spy Goods Black Catalog. BMJ. I wonder if that's actually a thing. Let's look that up right now if you have any other notes while I'm looking that up. I was going to say, the the last thing that we basically had was just the little snippets of us seeing that Sam is officially crawling out of the jungle. And he's slowly making his way, and he's found his way back to civilization. So it's kind of an interesting note where we know for a fact that they finally have someone helping them to hide their backgrounds. With Sam coming back, he already knows exactly where they live. So it's like it's not like Chris and Lisa packed up and moved to a different house. They're still in the same location they were before. I type in BMJ Spy Goods in Google, and I come up with something about the tobacco control industry. Go figure. <laughs> I'm not sure what that Maybe means. Maybe it's related. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The backup mini comic in the back says is for Monstro City. It's about the uh, pri- you know the detective in the police force that works with monsters. Uh, he's chasing down a um, uh, an image comic ripoff of the Ghost Rider. Um, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it looks like the Ghost <laughs> R- Okay, it looks like pudgy Ghost Rider riding the motorcycle Batman rode in Dark Knight's Death Metal. If you read that. No. Okay. Not. And then we have an add-in here for the 2012 New York Comic-Con. Uh, guests would be Robert Kirkman, Brian K. Vaughn, Tim Seeley, Jonathan Hickman, Ryan Otley, Fiona Apples, uh, Staples, David Hine, Trade Moore, uh, Wireless Pachico. And then the third degree in this issue is spotlighting on Grant Morrison, which, by the way, I just found out, if you've never seen it before, Grant Morrison's Gods and Monsters documentary about him is on Amazon Prime for free. I thought the name sounded familiar, so yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, also in here are advertisements for Bedlam, which is a fantastic comic book which has never been finished. It's about a rehabilitated psychopath that helps the police force. Um, he, is a, oh. he is a notorious serial killer that got rehabilitated. If you love cats, yeah. don't read the first two issues. He murders about 25 cats in his re- rehabilitation. 
I will skip that over then. <laughs> yes, but amazing book. I really wish they would come back and finish it. And on the back is a advertisement for Morrison's Happy, which was turned into a Sci-Fi Channel series. Oh, yeah. I, I like the series Happy. Yeah, so the, it started as a comic book in 2012. Casual murder, soulless sex, and a tiny blue horse named Happy. I need to find the comic because it's like I enjoyed the actual like series, so you I probably will have the comic more. Better luck finding the trade paperback. I heard the comic books uh, because, again, it was, you know, image it was a low print run those comic books are incredibly hard to find yes uh, that is all the notes i have for this issue of uh hack slash number 18 did you have anything else no we pretty well covered everything on that one if you wish to find us on twitter you can at goth girl horror or that radio horror at gmail.com you can send us an email somebody sent us an email saying is your com- is your comic book podcast just an obsession to talk about goth chicks and boobs yes Yes, we were going to fully admit that. We were both into uh, straight bisexual co-hosts are 100% into goth chicks and boobs, okay? There you go. I mean, if they're going to ask a silly question without actually listening to the podcast, we're just going to say yes. Yeah, okay. All right, there you go. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> and you can also find us on our individual shows Radio of Horror 13 and a half year uh, horror show is coming into its 14th year coming up and you could also possibly if you wish to wanted to visit me in uh, if you really feel like you're up to it you could come down to Worcester, Massachusetts on October 30th at That's Entertainment where some guy named Ken Hunt will be signing alongside Chris Denmead at his local comic book store copies of their graphic novel or if you can't make it to Worcester, maybe you can make it to a little town called Salem, Massachusetts, where Ken and Chris Denmead will be set up for six hours in the dead center of Salem on Halloween, day and night, signing Vlada. Which is fantastic. So <laughs> Yes, the shock of that has not come over me yet, So, but the, the drug and alcohol abuse will soon follow. Um, <laughs> the shock will never leave you until the day afterwards. So. Apparently so. Um, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Please help out the podcast if you can. You can go to buy me a cup of coffee if you wish to. Uh, if you are a sponsor, if you have a business, you have an ad, you have something you'd like to promote, and you'd like to do it for here on the podcast, please uh, send us an email, thatreadyofheart at gmail.com, and any and all of your proceeds will go to help uh, the show's cloud service as well as any new equipment the hosts need. And we'll be back in two weeks with another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash Podcast. Have a happy Friday the 13th and a good Friday free comic book day go to your local comic book store and support them and do make sure again you pick up uh, of course uh tim seeley's suicide squad king shark uh one shot